Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah Lehman. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to the show. I have a treat for you today. Our producer, John, is joining me as co-host. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. Are you excited? Are you nervous? Is that seat still warm from our previous co-host? What's happening? Sarah definitely kept it warm for me, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be here. Look, uh, it's it's been pleasant being on the side and mm-hmm. observing, but you know, it's much more exciting to be a part of it. We wanted you to stay quiet, just kind of sit in your corner and produce. Right. No, it's nice. When I say things, people can actually actually hear what I'm saying. People are going to listen to you. Yeah. We have kind of a momentous occasion here on the podcast. We do. When this episode is released, this will be our one year anniversary. That's do you believe crazy. it? means we've had about 50 or so guests on. 50 or so amazing guests yeah. talking about some incredible things in real estate. And real estate adjacent. Do you, do you remember our very first guest? I'll be honest, I don't. It was a stager, a very nice lady named Kelly. Mm, Kelly. Kelly. We've had two stagers on and Kelly was, was our very first guest. I think it's good to have some different perspectives. Kelly's like George Washington. You, 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 don't, you can never forget the first. I don't remember the second. I have no idea what the second was. Anyways, well, thanks for joining us. And let's move on to our next amazing guest. I think this is going to be interesting. In the world of prop tech, there's a million, well, maybe not a million, a ton of really interesting new products that are coming online that I think every realtor should know about as a resource for their clients. So today we have on a young man that's uh, created one of these companies. Welcome, William Scheffler. He's the creator of a company called Hitch. Welcome. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Happy to happy to be here on your, your anniversary, it sounds like. Uh, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. So Hitch. Now, again, new type of uh, product uh, for uh, as a resource for realtors and homeowners. So start us off by telling us, well, A, what it is, but I'd also love to have you talk about why you created this company. What what was the gap in the market that you were trying to totally. fill? Totally. So I've, I've been fascinated with PropTech for a long time. And my previous company had built tools for real estate agents. So I was very familiar with the transaction in real estate, but became sort of fascinated with the whole mortgage side, the whole fintech side. And this was around the same time, uh, about a, a year and a half, two years ago, where my family was going through a process of uh, trying to renovate our house. And so I was just helping my uh, my family basically look at all the different loan products out there that they can tap to be able to just be- best do a, a home renovation. And I was familiar with personal loans to fund basically home renovations, but we ended up going to a local bank to just get a home equity loan to a home renovation project and just had this crazy experience of spending over 90 days going back and forth, trying to actually get this <laughs> equity unlocked. It was one of the most painful experiences of like anything ever other than like maybe dealing with a hospital or something like that. And so it was just this insane experience, but the product itself was just so attractive. It was like the lowest interest loan you can get access to as a homeowner. And we're not talking about normal first lien mortgages. We're talking about second lien home equity loans and home equity lines of credit. So really became fascinated with that whole category And it's a different market to where I started developing this thesis around that if you can make it a a really easy, convenient experience, 
then more homeowners will, will turn to this product over personal loans. So just to give you a little stat I found when I was looking at this industry, 70% of folks who take out personal loans are homeowners with home equity. And so it's really a failure of the mortgage hmm. industry not to make a simpler product to access. And I guess the last thing I'd say on it is it's, it's super cool because you can actually, this is a product category you can actually innovate in because companies like Rocket and others um, focus mainly on purchase loans that they have to underwrite to government standards. HELOCs and HELOans are cool because we're able to uh, innovate on the underwriting so we can figure out ways to speed up the process to five days as opposed to 60 to 90 days mm. if you went to a bank. So that's really our, 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 wow. our value proposition. Let's unpack that a little bit. So I think what I hear you saying, and, and if you, I don't know if you agree with me, personal loan, bad, HELOC much better. You're going, you're tapping the equity in your home. And because it's a secured loan by your property, you're just going to get better terms. Yeah, Is much, that much better terms. So it's, uh, you can get much more in, in funds. So like uh, typically personal loans will cap out at twenty five, fifty thousand $50,000. Uh, HELOCs, we can go up to $500,000. And the big thing is we're not touching your first mortgage. You can keep that 3% mortgage, that 4% yeah. mortgage. This is a second lien. And it can also be interest only if you wanted it to for trying to save all those dollars for your, your home renovation project. So in what, what scenario would it typically make sense to use a HELOC like this? And what scenarios might there be that someone would choose not to? Yeah, so lately, the larger customer group that we've been focusing in on have been homeowners who are consolidating a lot of debt. Um, based in this market, like there's a lot of people who have like 30% credit card debt. And so it's pretty wild seeing like the, this, the need in this category. Like I am not my customer my customers, it's a very different type of person from me. And I always have to realize that because we'll see people who are consolidating 20, over 20 credit cards and personal loans of $150,000 that we pay off at closing. And it, it's substantial. Like we will be able to lower their payments on average by half every month. And you'll hear these people when we quote them what the rate is and the terms and everything, they'll gulp and they're like, thank God. Oh my God. <laughs> <Half>? <laughs> well, because credit cards are, I mean, should be usury, but they're not. <laughs> but uh, your rates are, okay, so, you know, interest rates right now are crazy. I, I read that just a standard fixed 30-year mortgage, I think was 7.5% recently, which has been, you know, higher than normal. But for a HELOC, that's a, it's a second mm -hmm. mortgage. So it's it's a little bit higher than that, I presume. Is that is that right? Yeah, we're typically about one percent higher than what you would get on a first lien mortgage. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay, that's not bad. That's not bad considering the fact that most people have locked in their current first mortgage at three, four percent. They don't want to refi out of that. So I imagine you guys are having a stellar year or a stellar time because if people do need to consolidate debt, do a refinance, send their kids, uh, sorry, do a renovation, send their kid to call, whatever they need money for, you, the last thing you want to do is refinance your first debt. You need that HELOC. And I think what you guys offer is a good option, right? Totally. And, and it just, it's so crazy. The entire mortgage market has been built around refi. Obviously purchase is huge, mm -hmm. but uh, refi, like, all these loan officers only know how to sell as a refi. 
And so this is not a product that typically LOs sell. You, you could potentially find somebody that does it, but what we focused on is building the technology because the margins are smaller so that we can do it at scale for consumers. And so typically if you go to like a Rocket or Loan Depot, they're going to push you to a refi and they, they all use hmm. like similar terms to try to make it sound a little confusing. But yeah, they'll try to they'll try to trick you into going from a three to a six, and maybe the six percent rate sounds better than a rate you have with us, which might be a point higher, seven percent. But you're refining like hundreds of thousands of dollars at that higher rate, and so it's so insane that a lot of states they have obviously usury laws, but they also have tangible net benefit rules to where you we actually have to like these LOs have to calculate if these loans even make sense. And most of the time, it doesn't even make sense legally. Like they, they can't even do a refi because it's so bad for the consumer that right. the government prevents it. Huh. And okay, so you guys, you guys did not invent the HELOC, right? You didn't invent the home equity line or credit, but you're making it better, right? So talk to us about, you had your painful situation, which is a headache, right? Why the underwriting takes that long. So I think you're making it, tell us how you're making it better. You're making it speedier and talk to us about also about what's your role in this world. I imagine you guys are kind of playing broker a little bit and you guys are brokering these out to the institutions that are giving a client the best service. You're not under, you're not writing these loans yourself. We started off as a broker, but now we've built out our, our platform to where we are lending. Yeah, so we found oh, wow. some great Wall Street partners that are willing to kind of go to scale with us. And so that, that's what we're, we're working on. But yeah, the, the, main, the main value prop that we focus on is speed, number one. And then number two, mm-hmm. there's a lot of borrowers that just wouldn't qualify at a bank where we're able to bring in that Wall Street capital and qualify more borrowers mm-hmm. down to 640, which typically the banks will stop at 680. And then we can even go up to 95% as well. So a lot of banks will just do 80%, wow. 85. Mm-hmm. So it's a much faster process. We're able to kind of leverage our online platform so that we can lower the costs. And then at the same time, be able to uh, touch more borrowers as well. So earlier you mentioned that the whole space with HELOCs allows for innovation in the space. Is that really just based on what you just described, that it's not tied to the banks? Yeah, so the innovation comes from generally from the ability to like sell the loans to specific investors that will basically buy into your underwriting guidelines. Traditional mortgages are all like Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. They create these 500-page guidelines that everyone has to follow. And so they've ne- nobody like has everyone spent billions of dollars trying to automate it. And instead they have to have, we just got back from Loan Depot, 7,500 people in a massive office that just like makes judgment. Hmm. They just make judgment right. calls on if this loan fits or not, mm-hmm. because it's not, it's so complicated that it's, it's becomes judgment and not actual automation. And your criteria have you guys more or less automated it? Is there a human in the loop? Uh, on that? There is a human in the loop just to make sure that everything is is compliant and we do fraud checks, mm-hmm. but largely it's a totally digital experience for borrowers. And what biggest criteria, I imagine, you, we talk, you talked about credit rating, the valuation of the home in five days, I imagine there's no like appraisal, true appraisal. Yep, we're it, able right? to underwrite to lender grade automated valuation models. Wow, that's novel. I feel like, the appraisal was like the the keystone of every 
lending experience you've ever uh-huh. had, you know? So that's pretty cool, right? Now, is there a higher level of risk associated with that then? So or no? we base it on a confidence interval. So there's a confidence interval for how confident the AVM is in, in your home value. So if it's below a certain threshold, then uh, we have a waterfall of a few different AVMs that will hit. And then we have alternatives where we can have a, do like a broker price opinion or a few other alternatives too, where we can where we can verify as well. And then plus you also have a margin in the property as well. So most of the time, mm-hmm. let's just say most of our loans are like typically 85 to 90 CLTV combined loan to value. And so you have like a 10% margin on the home as well. And you're, you're, you're generally the de- defaults on HELOCs are almost non-existent as well. So it's very rare mm-hmm. that you'll actually have to deal with a borrower on, on non-payment. Why, why is that? I, I've never heard that, that uh, it's a second loan. So it, it, it makes the mortgage burden for a borrower even more significant. But why is the default so low? Well, just traditionally, just mortgage is just very, very low. I'm comparing this to personal mm-hmm. loans, credit cards. Got it. Okay. The magnitude of difference right. there. It, it's more in line with mm. what you would see with a, a traditional mortgage. And so it's like it's like 0.26%. Mm. So well. now you guys, you're not saying that you're gonna approve no. every borrower. No. That that's not mm-hmm. the way it works, right? We we only okay. approve about probably a third of the customers that come into our funnel. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. And is it too early in your, you guys have been around for a year? Yeah, we uh, started building out the platform uh, July of last year and we launched it in January of this year. Okay. Oh, wow. you're, you're relatively new. So like no defaults yet, right? <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't had to take back a house? No, no. The, the underwriting guidelines are very, very strict on how we handle okay. everything. So uh-huh. no defaults. And there's, there's pretty strong, I mean, the, the mortgage industry is massive in the US. There's very strong regulations and there's very strong guidelines on on trying to work with borrowers to help them uh, if they ever have a situation mm. and, and, and defer payments. So it's a it's a very well regulated space. And, and I, I'd expect our all of our numbers to be in line with traditional mortgage companies. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a time I mean, when I started doing what I was doing in the industry, there was a time when half the sales out there were REOs and short sales. I don't think that's impending anytime soon. Hope not. Right. But you know, I think underwriting is better now. You know, before it was like the, the joke was if you could breathe, you can get a, you know, if you could fog a mirror, you can get a loan. But you know, what you guys said, you only approve a third of your, of your applicants. That, that's a good yeah, sign. Yeah, and I actually think that then the model uh, that we follow, it's actually less fraud and stricter guidelines than traditional mortgage. So I just, to, to give you a little insight there, um, for example, we do all the same collection of pay stubs and everything that that traditional mortgage company does. But we found ways to be able be able to basically like log into the consumer's payroll system. So we pull it ourselves. So we're able to lower the fraud risk because people will just all the time you could pay for like a hundred dollars to have someone to be your fake employer and they'll answer the phone. They're really? like, Yeah, George huh? is employed <laughs> it's employed with us. And they'll like really? the pay stub <laughs> as well and they'll write over it. So that's kind of risky and we, wow. we, we want to do things where huh. we can validate it without asking the borrower for this information, we could just validate it from a third party that you're employed and what your income is. And we don't want to ask you for PDFs that can be uh, manipulated. What's the name of that website? I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) People clearly don't mind going to jail. I mean, I I had no idea. 3% of all loan transactions. This is uh, data that one of our partners said 3% of all loan transactions have a PDF that had some sort of editing on it. That's like what I used to do with my, um, 
But my report card when I was 13 is like that, that D became a B, but I didn't know Pete, like real life, older adults. I did that kind of shit. Do it. I did that for, uh, to get a youth ski pass last year. I guess adults do it. You just take a a student, uh, report card. Yeah. Put your name on it. (laughs) And they, they, you passed as a 16 year old. I passed their, uh, digital algorithm checker and I got saved half the price. So worked out unethical though. I don't recommend doing that. No, don't do that. But it works. Hey, let's talk about realtors. Yeah. So, um, I'm curious, what do realtors need to know about Hitch? How can Hitch be helpful for a real estate agent in Los Angeles? Totally. So the, the number one use case for HELOCs and HELOans is home renovation. So if a borrower needs to clean up their home before they're going to list it on the market, mm. it's a great loan product to actually be able to fix everything up on the property. And uh, a huge emerging use case is also people pulling equity out for the down payment on their next property. So instead of getting like a, a bridge loan, just getting a HELOC on your existing property so that you can pull it on for your down payment. And then thirdly, I'd say we're seeing a, lot, uh, like a strategy that some people are employing around doing very high earnest money deposits. So basically what, what we saw in the rise of these cash offer services for the last three, four years and uh, like a homeward, a knock, and a lot of these realtors are just doing higher earnest money deposits. So think three to 5% in some cases, sometimes even 7% earnest mm-hmm. money deposits. Very, very high, but they they make it as if it's like, a, it, it almost makes it as if it's a cash offer because it's just so serious. You have so much mm-hmm. skin in the game. So that's sort of an emerging use case we've seen some borrowers starting to use. Well, but how does that work if you are going to pull out your uh, some equity in your current house to then like make a deposit on your next purchase or, or the down payment, uh, Hitch is going to get paid back within whatever it is, three to six months. You guys don't mind that short prepayment? Yeah. So we have ways to where if we see the property is, is for sale, uh, we'll charge a larger origination fee up front. So generally, yes, like most people don't okay. like that, but we'll, we're able to compensate for it. Okay. And a HELOC is, it's not a 30 year loan. It's, year it's, it's yep. a shorter mm-hmm. term. You do, but, but, but okay. it's, do they yeah, have 10 so you can years pick the different well? terms. It can be a okay. 10-year interest-only draw period, and then a 20-year repayment okay. after that. So that could be a, that's the 30. Aha, uh-huh. gotcha, gotcha. So you launched this pretty recently. You've been working on this for about you know a year or more. What did you? You talked about being in prop tech before. What did you do uh, before you got into Hitch? Uh, I built tools for real estate agents. So I had started a product around like digitally collaborating with other realtors. So I actually had a product in the showing space. So it's, it's Mm -hmm. active in a number of MLSs. So I'd spend a lot of times with realtors and um, just basically building out tools to try to digitize that like top of funnel workflow. And you're, uh, and, and Hitch is uh, funded by some venture capital or some angel money, or sounds like now by some Wall Street. What did they see in this product? I mean, they obviously, there's plenty of banks, plenty of credit unions, but they think you guys are like, well, they think you'll succeed. What are they seeing that uh, that that in this industry that's really truly broken that you're yeah, trying to fix? I think I think the main one is uh, the need for liquidity and at lower interest rates. I think it's always to me what I'm always excited by is that like we're undercutting the current industry. So how do you undercut the personal loan business? How do you undercut the credit card business? And these are massive comp- businesses. And I think we have like a structural right. advantage because we have uh, liens on properties and we're able to get better capital sources that lower costs 
Uh, so I think we have a structural advantage against the unsecured personal loan and credit card market that we're sort of going to war with to try to help lower everyone's interest rates. <laughs> that's a good, that's a, that's a good point. Like there's, there's always a need in the financial markets to be, I mean, nobody should have credit card debt. They do, but it's right. ridiculously expensive. Personal loans, payday loans, those are crazy expensive products, I guess. And this is somewhere in between. Like you said, it's secured by, by your equity, by your, your property. So you can, uh, you can be a little cheaper. No, how that, is it? I'm curious, how has it been received? So you said you launched January this year. Um, have you seen any competition popping up? I think uh, it's good to see other people trying to do the same thing as long as you're doing it better than yeah, them. Yeah, I right? mean, in most of these loan products, there's like every bank and credit union will be a competitor. So you could say there's 4,000 competitors. So it's really the niche right. you focus on. And so we, we've really been building tools and focusing in on debt consolidation. And we're not like limited by like um, number of consumers. There's there's a lot of consumers out there. It's more of uh, our ability to scale up is really like getting the automations in place so that we can scale up with the scalable capital. Because there's a lot of consumers that are demanding just better loan products from their these really high interest, I think, usury like loans that um, they're currently having to use. <laughs> Right. How do you how do you get the word out? I mean, you guys Lending are a new company. Lending biggest source. If, mm-hmm. if someone, mm. Oh, okay. So they're a direct source mm-hmm. of referrals directly to you guys. Who else? How else do you? We'll you do direct mail as well. Oh, really? We just tried direct mail. Yeah, we'll see if it works. We'll see if it works. Well, what's the target for your for you guys? Well, direct mail will be people between the ages of forty and fifty-five who have outstanding debts, mm. and then we are able to target their credit scores as well. Uh, you're you're trying to find people that need mm-hmm. to consolidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah essentially. Gotcha. Maybe you just touched on it, but I want to know kind of big picture. What's next? What other products are you planning on? What's the expansion plan? What, what do you want to do? with? Yeah, we have a secured lending platform we're building out. So there's a couple other lending products we're building. And so the next one after this is actually making it easier for the middle class to borrow against their, their stock portfolio. So small amounts, uh, it's mm. like the lowest interest loan product that's out there. So that's, mm. uh, that's the next one on the roadmap. I mean, is that something like Morgan Stanley already has? If you have half a million bucks in stock with them, they'll let you borrow against that yeah, portfolio. Yeah, if you're a millionaire, you have idea? access to this product. But if you're just someone with money in Vanguard, uh-huh. it's it's not it's not something that's mm. you can really access in an easy way. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good concept. All right, amazing. Is there anything we missed? I feel like we no, covered Hitch. We covered how me on. it serves. Of course, of course. Well, thanks, William. I wish you all the the success in the world. It's a it's a cool product, and uh, we hope. People take advantage uh, if they need it. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah Lehman. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.